Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The clouds gathered on the western plains. They were dark and foreboding storm clouds. Flashes of lightning could be seen, and then the hearing of the distant peal of thunder. A storm was coming. But looking closely, something more could be seen on the horizon. There was light on the ground, and from that light, thick black smoke was rising up to meet an already black sky. Lightning had struck, and it kindled a fire. And now a great fire was blazing in the distance, consuming grass and tree, house and home, cars and trucks, anything that was in its path. Anxiety, fear, panic, all struck the hearts of those who saw what at first was at a distance, but now seemed to be growing closer and closer. The clouds drew near, the lightning flashed, the thunder rolled. Someone described the scene saying, it looks like there was war declared from the heavens. War from the heavens. Gathering storm clouds, fire, fear. The one who described the scene had no idea how true the statement was. For indeed, the cloud was gathering. Lightning had struck. Fire was kindled. Only this this storm cloud wasn't a, a natural cloud seen in the west. It was the cloud of the glory of Yahweh. The storm of the Lord's wrath had begun. Adam and Eve, they heard the the clear word of the Lord concerning eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat lest you die. But they disregarded his clear word and provoked his wrath. The cloud was gathering. The fire fell like flaming swords to bar them from the entrance to the tree of life. Sin entered into God's good creation, and now it was tarnished. Storms would come, lightning would strike, fires would burn, and men and women would do what they were not created to do. They would die. The clouds were gathering. The gathering clouds would eventually burst forth full of rains from the heaven. They would pour down in a dreadful deluge that would meet up with the springs from the deep and thus flood the whole earth. The clear word of the Lord had spoken. He saw that mankind was only inclined to evil and sought to purge and wash his tarnished creation. He revealed and spoke clearly that the world would be flooded and all but Noah's family, eight souls in all of creation, responded in unbelief. There's plenty of room for them in the ark. If only they would have listened to Noah, the preacher of righteousness, but they did not believe his word. They did not believe the Lord's word. The faithful family was saved through the ark, but the rest of creation was drowned. It was the result of not repenting or trusting in what the Creator revealed. The cloud was gathering. It was the cloud of the Lord's glory that descended upon Mount Sinai. It enveloped the the mountain with fire and smoke. The Israelites trembled in fear at the sight. 
The Lord spoke and called Moses to ascend the mountain and receive the clear word of the Lord. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Then Moses descended to find the Israelites living in sin and idolatry. A golden calf was set before them and they worshipped it. The word of the Lord was broken. The commandments shattered. And the result, death. All would have died if not for Moses interceding on behalf of the people. A cloud was gathering. The storm cloud of the Lord was revealed also to Jeremiah, who spoke against the false prophets, who spoke and perverted God's clear word. They were making false promises in his name. And through Jeremiah, we hear the Lord speak, Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his hearts, of his heart. Dark, stormy clouds full of fury and wrath. The heavens have declared war upon the earth. God has declared war against mankind's sin. Fear and trembling are in order. Yes, even in our days, the clouds of judgment are gathering. We too should be filled with fear of the Lord, for his judgment against sin is death. The penalty for not keeping his clear word is to be consumed with unquenchable fire. The cloud is gathering. But wait, (laughs) there's more. Look, coming up out of the Jordan River is Jesus. Do you see the, the clouds opening up? Do you see the Spirit descending upon him In the form of a dove. Do you hear the voice of the Father declaring Jesus to be the Son? And do you see that this is the Son who hears and trusts the clear word of God fully and faithfully? Do you see that Jesus is the enfleshed word of God? Do you see that Jesus is the fulfillment to Adam and to Eve, all of humanity and all of creation? Look again and hear and see at at, at the Jordan, at Jesus' baptism, that he has been marked as the Holy Son of God who bears the sin of all people. Here is the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sin of the world. Here is Jesus, the lightning rod, who will receive the full wrath of the Father against the sin of the world. Look, do you see? Here in the Jordan, Jesus is now bearing your sin and mine. With the purpose that he might bring peace from God from heaven. Declaring an end to the war and restoring and recreating what was broken by our sin. But look again. See the clouds gather as the Lord journeys to Jerusalem. 
For there he will go to suffer the wrath of God in our place. And see, as he goes, he stops and he touches to heal and to forgive. For with every sickness that Jesus heals, every sin that Jesus forgives, every dead person that Jesus raises, Jesus is both releasing creation from its bondage and also absorbing into his body all sickness, all sin, and all death. You see, this is how he puts himself in the position to receive God's wrath against sin as the chief of sinners. The storm against sin is about to break. The wrath of God is going to be poured out in full measure, but it will be poured out on Jesus. And it was poured out on Jesus. Fire from heaven. A baptism to be completed. Along this road to the cross, we listen and hear Jesus speak of the anguish that he is in. In our gospel reading for today, we hear of this, this anguish. Is this anguish over the suffering and death that he is going to physically endure? Perhaps according to his human nature. But listen again what he says. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is completed or accomplished. It's anguish over the fact that the baptism, right, his work as being the sin bearer, is at this point in the gospel not yet complete. The Lord does not desire the death of the sinner. The Lord reveals that, that he wants all to come to a saving knowledge of the Christ. According to Jesus' divine nature, he is in agony. In agony over the fact that his work for sinners like us has not yet been accomplished on the cross. His baptism by fire and by blood on the cross had not been completed, but, but it would be soon. As Jesus was arrested, as he received his mock trial, as he was stripped, beaten, forced to carry the cross, the, the storm clouds intensified. As Jesus was finally nailed to the cross and lifted up for the salvation of the world, the sky went black. As Jesus cried out from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The fullness of God's wrath was being poured out upon him. Like lightning striking a rod, the fire from heaven was unleashed upon Jesus, who hung in the place of sinners as the chief of sinners. When Jesus finally cried out, it is finished, and breathed his last, the storm broke. The wrath of God was spent. His baptism was nearly complete. For truly, the baptism which he underwent was not fully complete until the third day. It wasn't complete until that glorious day, that bright morning of the resurrection where, where the sky was clear and the tomb was wide open. Jesus was not there. He was not in the tomb. He was not dead, but alive. And finally, in his resurrection, his baptism was complete. Because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, peace with God would be proclaimed through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And the glorious gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation would be freely given in his name. To 
with sinners like you and me. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this peace, peace with God, and these gifts were graciously given to you in your baptism. For you were baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus so that you might identify with him. You were killed with him on the cross. God's wrath was poured out for your sin. And yet you didn't suffer the torment. You received the washing of water and the Spirit. And your baptism brought you the resurrection of Christ. Not just to the resurrection, not just a symbol of the resurrection, but to his resurrection. He has given you new life and a forgiven life purified you through the cross so that just as Jesus rose to life, you too will also be raised from the dead. From the blessed flood of your baptism, you may now live forgiven in the peace of Christ, knowing that war against your sin has been called off. And in the peace, knowing that you will live forever in the resurrected flesh with Jesus, and all the saints, that cloud of witness who has gone before you. This is the word of the Lord. This is the reality of peace with God now. And peace that is still yet to come. Oh, and how we long for that peace that's still yet to come. We wait sometimes in agony for the day when, when our own baptisms will be complete. Though we have peace with God now through Christ Jesus and his death and resurrection, don't we agonize over those that we, uh, those we know who don't now trust his work for sinners? And how true are Jesus' words? Our faith in Jesus often causes bitter division even amongst our families. Fathers, sons, brothers, mothers, and daughters, two against three and three against two. We know this all too well when we who have hope in Christ agonize in prayer for those even in our families who have no hope, when we speak about the peace of God that we have through the cross of Christ to those who have no peace, when we long for others to hear and to trust the word of God and they turn a deaf ear and sometimes even a sharp tongue to us, we learn something of Christ's agony for sinners. Lord, have mercy. Let not the final storm of fire fall upon the earth until more have believed and have been baptized into you. For the clouds are gathering. Dark and stormy clouds and fire will fall from the heavens. The earth and all things shall be consumed by fire. The day is drawing near. This is the clear teaching of the Lord. And yet, We need not be afraid, for we are in Christ. We have the forgiveness of our sin purchased and won for us on the cross. We are at peace with God as we daily confess our sin and turn again in faith to our Lord. And he offers his very body and blood to keep us in this peace, to forgive our sin and to sustain us until we eat with him and all the saints in glory. The clouds are gathering. Be not afraid. 
The day of gathering the faithful cloud of witnesses will be soon, as the Lord reckons. And on that day, our baptism will be complete. Be not afraid. Live in faith to God. Abound in love for your neighbor, your families, even amidst division. For through your lives of faith and love, the Lord may yet bring peace to others before the final storm. Lord, have mercy. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.